Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Proverbs 29, I want to uh, begin some things tonight that I believe we're going to be staying on through the remainder of the year. Uh, I've been seeking the Lord and and just praying some things out, and uh, it would, uh, uh, as I was praying these things out, I just could not get to the bottom of it, and uh, so I, I kept seeking the Lord about what he was laying on my heart. And, you know, we said Sunday night there towards the end of the message, the Lord kind of changed our direction a little bit. And I, I made a statement. I said, you know, sometimes when you're trying to hear from God, I said, the Lord will speak through your spouse. And, of course, I was specifically referencing our wives, could be your husband or your wife. But uh, in any event, uh, Pastor Michelle, had we had had to switch uh, roles last week because she needed to take our our youngest granddaughter, our our three year old granddaughter home, and uh, so anyway, she got back and she began to tell me some things that the Lord had been speaking to her about. And I was standing in the kitchen with her, and I said, "That's what I've been trying to pray out, is what you're you're telling me." And um, so, what we want to begin uh, is this. Um, series on the unity of vision, the unity of vision. And uh, the Lord spoke to me in the summer of 1996, and he said to me, uh, the first thing he said was, told me to turn to Hebrews 11.3, and of course Hebrews 11.3 is the, the foundation scripture of our ministry, and it says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And that the things which were made did not come from things which do appear. And then the second thing he said to me was, the vision for your life and ministry is to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. Now, at that point, God gave me that vision. All right, he gave it to me. I'm the one that he was speaking to. He gave me that vision. In 1998, when we began to pastor the Kansas location, the first year that, or 99 actually, the first year that we were pastoring, the Lord said to me, the vision of this church is to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. Now, at that point, God gave that vision to the church. He gave that vision to me. And then he gave that vision to the church. So ever how you're taking notes, your tablet, your phone, or if you're using the most anointed method, which is pen and paper. Now, I don't know that, but anyway, however you're doing it, I want you to write down there on on your notes, the vision of this church is to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. The vision of this church is to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. The unity of vision. 
all right? Proverbs 29, 18, and some of these verses are familiar, but I, I want you to see some things from the Word tonight. Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. Now, some say divine revelation, uh, however you want to look at that, but the Word says where there is no vision, the people perish. There's a reason that people perish without a vision. And, and here's the reason. The vision gives life to all that God has asked us to do. All right? The vision gives life to all that God has asked us to do. Amen. A, a vision comes self-contained with its own power source. And it gives life to everything that God has asked a church to do, that God has asked a fellowship to do. Amen. With, without vision, there's no life. Without vision, there's no life. And that's so important because of, of what the vision denotes. Without vision, there's no life. There's no movement. All right? There's no, there's no forward momentum without a vision. All right? Now, vision, and, and I'm not going to get into this, because very often when you, when you talk about vision, you know, it, it seems to roll around the same circle. And you'll hear people, they'll make statements about, you know, how David had a vision. And everybody else looked at Goliath and said, well, he's too big to mess with. And David said, well, he's too big to miss. And, and that's certainly, I, I guess, appropriate in that situation. But here's, here's the thing. Vision is a living entity. All right? Vision is something that's alive. Vision creates parameters. Where there is no vision, the people perish. One, one uh, uh, Hebrew rendering of that is people cast off restraint or people run wild. All right? And, and so where there is no vision, there are no parameters. Vision creates parameters. This is the vision, right? This is what we're called to do. This is what God has placed in our fellowship, in our churches, as our driving force. And so that's what we want to stay with. Amen. And it's, it's not just a, it's not just a, uh, a teaching. It's that, see, when, 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 when we, and I'll get into this in just a moment. When uh, you become whatever the vision is, whatever your vision is, whatever the vision of that church is, you become that. And that's why you don't just go to faith builders. You are a faith builder because that's the vision to build faith, people's faith, and frame their worlds by the word of God. And so, therefore, that's what you become. It's not just where you go. It's what you become. Amen. Vision is safety. Vision is safety. Vision is is solidity. There's a solidness to vision. Where there's a vision, you're not just doing your own thing because there's a vision. Vision is parameters. Vision is safety. So important. Look at uh, the book of Habakkuk chapter 2. 
And so vision produces those parameters. Habakkuk chapter 2, and uh, for the sake of time, we'll read one verse, verse 2. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain upon tables that he may run that reads it. Write. And when I was studying this, the Lord said to me, he said, that word write means to inscribe. And so sure enough, I went to the concordance and looked it up. You know the Lord was right. It means inscribe. (laughs) Inscribe. Well, when you think about that, inscribing something involves writing, but inscribing something, you're inscribing it deeply. If you have a trophy or a plaque or something and you take it to have it inscribed, They're not just writing on it, they're writing in it. That's why the Bible says uh, uh, that the Word of God is written in the tables of our heart. It's a part of you. When you get a hold of the Word of God, it becomes a part of your DNA. It becomes a part of your innermost being. It's inscribed on your heart. It's the same kind of idea where God says that He's tattooed us on the palm of his hand. He doesn't just have a picture of us. We're a part of him. When he looks at his hand, he sees us. Hallelujah. Do do you see this? And so the vision is inscribed. Notice, written, write the vision, inscribe the vision, make it plain. Make it plain. That word plain, it means distinct. Make clear or engrave. Distinct, make clear or engrave. And so we see this this understanding again that this vision is engraved on the heart of the hearer. It's made plain to the heart of the hearer. It's clear to them. Amen. There's a reason to write the vision. And notice what it is. So that he may run that reads it. So he may run that reads it. So this implies a unity of vision. In other words, one is writing the vision and one is running with the vision. One's writing the vision and one's running with the vision. Hallelujah. See, we become what the vision is. The vision is what? To build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. So to build faith, you have to be a builder of faith. So you become what the vision is. Amen. Glory to God. In the local church, there is no my vision and their vision. Amen. There, there's no, you got a vision, and then I got a vision. In the local church, it's the vision. Do you understand that? Now, now here's, the di- here's the difference that people don't understand. They mistake a calling that they have on their life for possibly a different vision. You'll never enjoy the full fruit of your calling until you're willing to bring what you're anointed and what you're called to do under the vision of a local church or under the vision of a man or a woman of God. That's how God can bless it. 
Amen. There, there, was a, there was a minister one time that wanted my pastor to constantly help him and, and constantly travel with him and, and constantly, uh, uh, you know, help him out. And, and finally, pastor had to say, look, I, I, I can't go everywhere you want me to go. I can't do everything you want me to do. And he said, well, why not? He said, if what I'm doing is of God, it's the most, it's the most important thing there is. Well, I mean, to him, to his calling, for his vision, that was right. You understand? But what about the vision that God had gave pastor? You understand? When, when you're willing to say, this is what I'm called to do, and I'm going to bring it over here, and I'm going to put it under the parameters of this vision, which is building people's faith and framing their worlds by the word of God. God opens things up because, understand, as long as you have a different vision, we have division. And where there's division, there cannot be cooperation. Amen. Does that make sense? And so, and so that's why ministers in our fellowship, I expect them to be, I expect them to go after the vision. I don't check up on their ministry. I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not a micromanager. I'm not calling the churches in our fellowship and saying, hey, what's going on? How, uh, how's the money? How's this? How's that? I'm looking, are you adhering to the vision? If you carry ordination with faith builders, then I want to know that you are building faith and framing worlds by the word of God. Because that's where the unity is. Amen. Do you see that? And so there's no my vision and their vision. It's the vision. The vision of the fellowship that I'm a part of. The vision of the church that I'm a part of. Listen, we're a church that raises up churches. We have other pastors under our covering. Amen. They, they have a mission that God has called that church to. And that mission, understand, the mission may be different than some of the things we do, but the vision will not be different. Because, listen, when you're in any kind of warfare or any kind of combat situation, the vision is to win the, the, the war. The vision is to win the conflict. The missions are different. One group might have a mission to be covert. Another group might have a mission to bomb from the air. Another group might have a mission to do something else. But the vision is the same. Oh, hallelujah. So there's unity implied. One's writing the vision. One's running with the vision. Amen. Some will say, well, what about God, what God wants me to do? If God called you to this church or this fellowship, he wants you to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I, had to, I learned this years ago. When, when uh, Pastor Michelle and I had moved to the Kansas City area, we'd moved from Nashville, and we moved to the Kansas City area. This was almost 30 years ago. We'd only been married about a year and a half or, or so. And in any event, I, we, the Lord led us to a, a, a church on, on the Kansas City, Kansas side um, uh, over off a place called Steel Road. I thought that was appropriate that the church was on Steel Road. And so anyway, but the, the, the point is, is uh, you know, we went there and we weren't, we weren't looking to do anything. We weren't looking for anything. 
but we went there, and there was just a connection between us and the pastor, and uh, 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 she, she was a wonderful woman of God, still is a wonderful woman of God, and we just got involved. We just started. I, now, here's the thing. I never heard her vision. I don't, to this day, I don't know what her vision was because she never taught on vision. Nobody ever got up and said, this is the vision of our church. But here's what I knew, that I'm called, I'm anointed to do something for God. This is where God has me. So my job is to bring my callings and my anointings and my giftings under the authority of this woman of God and help her do what God's called her to do. Amen. And so that's what we started doing. I started off by running the soundboard. Pastor Michelle started off in, in uh, 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 clean, the janitorial staff, cleaning the church and helping out in the nursery. And eventually, over a period of time, I became the assistant pastor at that church. Amen. And the, and, the, and the pastor started going through some physical difficulties. And I was finally, I was doing all the preaching, all the services, everything. I was doing all of it. But here's the thing. It, it never crossed my mind not to be submitted to what they were doing in that church. And I had a friend of mine, an evangelist came in. He was a friend of our family, longtime friend of our family. And uh, he had preached that night. And we were going to the pastor's house to, to uh, have a uh, kind of a board discussion about a, a, a fellowship that they were a part of. And long story short, we were there, and I had been praying some things out. I, I was in the middle of, of this extended fast, and I'm, I'm praying some things out, and, and, and the, the Lord is dealing with me about some things, and, and I can't get to the bottom of it, but I know it's something. I know that, that sounds real deep. It was something, Right? But, you know, sometimes you're praying, and, and it's just there's just something. I don't know what it is. It's just something. But here, here's the thing. When I was talking to him about it, and, and, I, and I told him, I said, I believe the Lord has called me to pastor. And he made a statement, and he said, and when he made the statement, it, it felt all kinds of wrong. So I knew it wasn't right. He said, well, have you ever thought that maybe God raised you up to give you a place and he was talking about to give me that pastor's church. And the moment he said it, I just dismissed it. Because that's not unity. And the Bible says we're called to unity. Unity of what? Unity of love, unity of the spirit, and unity of vision. Is that right? Amen. Amen. And so I just, I just didn't pay any attention to that. Now, you got to understand something. you got to understand what's going on in that church at the time, that how God's using the ministry. I mean, I, I, we lost count of how many people got healed of cancer. People got healed of incurable diseases, things that the doctors had written off as idio, idiomatic. They, they could not figure out why it happened. They couldn't figure out why they couldn't get rid of it. And then they couldn't figure out how it just went away. But it did. It just went. God healed it. Amen. I mean, people were getting filled with the Holy Spirit. There was a, there was a full-blown move of God. People getting saved. I remember the pastor's daughter uh, who was older than me. And uh, uh, she was uh, not really into any demonstrativeness in the Spirit. And, you know, she's sitting under my ministry, so figure out how that's working. 
okay? But in, in any event, I remember the Sunday morning that she ran to the altar. She was a piano player in the church. She ran to the altar and fell down at the altar and looked up at me with tears and said, my God, this is real, isn't it? And I said, it's real. It's, it's really real. I mean, there was a, there was a move of God on. Here, the reason I'm telling you this is, is for this reason. Why did God choose to visit that church that way? Because of unity. Because nobody cared who got the credit. Nobody cared who got the glory. No, right? It, it wasn't my vision and what do I get to do. It's what do I need to do. And if I can do what I need to do, then we can see God move. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The, the unity of vision. And you know, God eventually moved me away from there. But here's the thing. I didn't go because anybody was offended. I didn't go because I was offended. I went because God was done with me at that place. Do, do you understand? God brought me there to help them. But God brought me there for them to help me. Hallelujah. You don't ever want to find yourself in a position where you're just biding your time and you're just waiting till you get your chance and you're just wet right till you get your own thing. Wanting your own thing is a dangerous thing because you can get an opportunity to get your own thing and you can get out of the will of God. Amen. It, there's safety. Listen, there's safety in vision. There's safety in vision. I mean, you may or may not go to faith builders for the next 20 years. I hope all of you do. There may be people on the sound of my voice. We, we plant churches. We might send you out. You might come to me and say, I believe the Lord wants me to go here. Would you give me your blessing? And, and of course, we'd be glad to do it if we felt like that's what God wants to do. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Don't ever get to the place where you say, I used to be a faith builder, but I'm not a faith builder now. I got my own thing. I got my own vision. It, listen, you'll, there's, no, there's never a not being a faith builder. Because you're marked. You've been impacted by the vision. Are, are you following me? Oh, glory. So, do, do you understand that? What about what God wants me to do? What God wants you to do can be done right here. It can happen right here. Whatever ministry God has given you can happen right here. Glory to God. Hmm. If God called you to this church or this fellowship, he wants you to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. Look at Acts chapter 4. The unity of vision. I've been, uh, I say privileged. I don't know if it was privileged. Uh, I have been... Uh, well, privy to is a better word, uh, recently, of being in some conferences of places that I used to go and be part of their conferences. And it was one way those years ago, and somehow the vision shifted. And the vision shifted, and it's not what it was. Amen. Vision stays the same. Vision doesn't change. There will be components added to vision, 
but vision doesn't change. Application of the vision will be different, but the vision doesn't change. Amen. Ever, ever what it may be, ever what it may be. When we, when we had our sidewalk Sunday school in, in the, the projects in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas, uh, 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 even in DeSoto there, well, actually a place called Clearview City, when we had our sidewalk Sunday school, the delivery had to be different. But the vision was the same. Build their faith and frame their world by the word of God. Sidewalk Sunday School involved a school bus that we had renovated and put a stage on with a, 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 a system that would let, let that stage out. We had a self-contained sound system, and we'd roll in and have Sidewalk Sunday School. Amen. And the vision, the vision was the same. We're here to build people's faith and frame their world by the Word of God. We were all clad in bright yellow uh, T-shirts with Operation Sunshine on the front of them, but we were building people's faith and framing their worlds by the word of God. I mean, you can sing, sit down, stand up, turn around, praise the Lord, and build people's faith. Yes, now, the, now the, the, the application was different. The vision wasn't. Amen. And as long as it stayed with the vision, it was successful. And, when, and, and whenever you have a situation where somebody comes in, they want to tweak the vision, you're messing with the success. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Acts 4, verse 31 and 2. When they prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. They spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. That's, that is the, the pivotal part of those verses. A lot of people look and they see, look at the move of God. Look what brought it. Listen, here's an example of this. When uh, uh, you read in 1 uh, 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 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, about Solomon dedicating the temple, and what the focus generally is on is the glory of the Lord filling the temple, and the priest couldn't stand to minister. Have you noticed in those verses before that, it says, and then, and then the glory of the Lord filled the temple, and they couldn't stand the minister. Well, what is the and then for? It says that Solomon led the people in this statement. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. They started worshiping God, and then the glory showed up. It didn't just show up. So, yes, the place was shaken where they were assembled. Why? They were all of one heart and one soul. Amen. When you've got every person in a church speaking the vision, saying the vision, saying the same thing, think, things that need to turn around will turn around. Things that need to stop will stop. Things that need to change will change because everybody's saying the same thing. Everybody's checking. Is this building faith and framing worlds by the word of God? Is this the vision? Hallelujah. I'll have pastors, they'll ask me, they'll say, how do you determine who preaches in your church? Who's got the vision? Who's got the vision? If they got the vision, they're safe. If they don't have the vision, they're not safe. Amen. 
Have you ever noticed that? That even when, when we're not here, which isn't real often, and we'll have some of the associates minister, have you ever noticed that what they minister will weave right into what we've been ministering? Or somehow, it, why? Because they're building faith and framing worlds by the Word of God. And you don't ever have to lose any sleep as a pastor over something going to be right or wrong as long as somebody who's got the vision is doing it. Oh, glory to God. Am I helping you? It says they were in one heart and one accord. Now, you would think that, you know, the word one, pretty, pretty simple definition, you would think. Just one. And we think just the, the number one. But it literally means only one. They only had one heart. And one soul. What does, it, what does that mean? This is so important. You know they had more than one physical heart. You know they had more than one soul physically, but they only had one heart and one soul where the vision was concerned. There, there are any number of people in here. I can go around the room and, 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 and call out different people and, and the, the ministry anointings on their life. We have teachers here. We have preachers here. We have prophets. We have apostles. But here's the thing. Ever what ministry gift they're standing in, as they minister, they're building faith and framing worlds by the Word of God. The unity of the vision. Am I helping you? Oh, hallelujah. So there was only one vision, and they all agreed. See, some will say, what about the vision for my ministry? If God called you to this church or this fellowship, your vision is to build people's faith and frame their world by the Word of God. That, that doesn't mean that what you're called to do doesn't matter. It means when you pull it under the vision, you get the power source of the vision that God has given this church. Come on, sir. You're not doing it on your own. You're not trying to generate some power source. It's already there. Re remember what the Lord said to me? He said, the vision gives life to all that God has asked us to do. Come on. Come on in. Amen. That's why you can't just have church growth programs. A church growth program is not a vision. Vision grows the church. Vision births the program. Vision births the things that we need to do. Vision births. Vi Listen, we have a vision to build people's faith and frame, and frame their worlds by the Word of God. Everyone in here, if you've been with us any length of time, you've watched the genesis of our worship team. You've watched the genesis of it. Right? It, remember when, when it was Pastor Michelle and, and, and Sister Angela and a couple other ladies, and we all sang soundtracks. Right? And man, if the Holy Spirit lit on a song, we had to, we had to rewind it. Go back to the beginning of the track. And, hope, and hopefully whoever was doing the AV could find the right track. Amen. And, and, then, and then God had uh, Brother Tim and Sister Phyllis helped us for a while. God bless them. And then, and then they felt led of the Lord to, to go, to leave, and we went back to soundtracks for a little while. Pastor Michelle and I were praying about it. Lord, Lord, there's somebody out there that can do this. There's somebody out there that can step in and fill this void that we have. Amen. 
But, but here's how we would pray. Lord, we don't want just musicians. We don't want just people with musicianship. We want people that are going to want the vision of who we are. We want people that want what we are. Amen. Hallelujah. And we ask a, a friend of ours, well, ask Prophet Ford, actually, do you know anybody that, 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 that might be able in the market to, to, to lead praise and worship? He said, I know a guy. I know a guy. And he texts us his name and number, Minister David King. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, now understand something. I, I'm, 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 not, I'm not bragging as much as I'm, I'm telling you how this works. And so he came in, Minister King came in, began to talk to us. We explained the vision. We shared the vision with him, what we wanted, how we wanted things to, to be done, blah, 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 so on and so forth. And you've watched the fruit of that. Yes, sir. It's just grown and grown and grown and grown. Amen. I, I'd put my praise and worship team up with anybody's praise and worship team as far as the anointing and the, and the Spirit of God moving. Amen. There are people that look at our worship team and they think, you mean that is coming out of that? And what I mean by that is, is, is the smallness of it is what I mean. We, we got the keyboard and the drums. The drums, that's what it is, DJ. It's the drums, all right? Uh, but uh, amen. And, and, and a guitar, amen? But here's the thing. On any given Sunday, any given Sunday morning or Sunday night, you've got six or eight people up there that have the vision. Amen. And they understand that the way that they, the, the, the operation that they operate is they operate through song and they operate through music. But the music that they put out there is building people's faith and framing their worlds by the word of God. We don't just pick songs because they're popular or because it's what everybody wants to hear. We pick songs that are going to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. So that's one heart. One heart and one accord. They all had the same vision. They were determined to flow together, to recognize the authority of their leaders, and to follow what Jesus was saying through them. Oh, hallelujah. You know, whoever stands in the pulpit in your church, now I know, understand something. God... You know, people will say, well, you know, the, the man or woman of God was preaching and, and they said this or they said that. Listen, when, when the word is going forth, God is speaking to you. Not putting a man or woman on the level of God, but I'm saying God is speaking to you. If they're speaking God's word, God is speaking to you. And, and this is what they, they, they understood. They understood to recognize that authority and to follow what Jesus was saying through them. As believers, we have to take hold of the vision God has given our pastor and run with it, heart and soul. I'm going to grab a hold of the vision and I'm going to run with it. Look at, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1. The vision is to build people's faith and frame their world by the Word of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 
and verse 10. Now, for the sake of time, I want to read this to you from the Amplified Bible. Because when you read it in the King James, the importance of this verse is found in the word beseech. Because that word beseech, it means to implore. It means to, uh, uh, to plead. It can mean to beg. It's what it means in Romans chapter 12. Uh, uh, verse 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice. Paul is saying, I implore you, I beg you, I am pleading with you that you do this. And, uh, and on this subject of unity, he starts off by saying, I implore you, I urge you. The Amplified has it right here. I entreat you. And notice, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in perfect harmony. Now, if you'll keep the Amplified Bible up there, the King James says that you all speak the same thing. Perfect harmony. If you have singers that are in harmony, they're not only saying the same words, they're in the same chord. They might be in a different octave, but they're in the same chord. One might be higher, one might be lower, but they're in perfect harmony. When you listen to someone sing harmony, you don't, you don't hear two different voices. You hear fullness. If you hear two voices, they're not in harmony. That's a duet, not harmony. Harmony is fullness. Did, do you see that? And he says, in perfect harmony and, full, notice, full agreement, not partial agreement. Full agreement in what you say, that there be no dissensions or factions or divisions among you, but that you may be perfectly united, notice, in your common understanding and in your opinions and in your judgments. Oh, hallelujah. So the way we run with the vision is we all speak the same thing and have no division among us. We speak the same thing and have no division among us. Hallelujah. And, and it doesn't matter what language you're, you're talking. The vision of this church is to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. Hallelujah. La vision de esta iglesia es construir la fe de mucha gente y marcar su mundo. We're going to build faith. Amen. And frame worlds by the word of God. God speaks the vision to the heart of the pastor, and that vision must get inside of the heart of the believers in that body. Then the believers are to run heart and soul towards the fulfillment of that vision. See, the corporate anointing found around unity will impact a city. When you get that corporate anointing that is found in that place of unity, that's how you impact the city. And listen, it doesn't matter if you believe or not that God has given the city into our hands for the preaching of the gospel. Listen, I'll tell you who'll see the fulfillment of that are people that stay hooked to the vision. If you stay hooked to the vision, you'll see that occur, ever what it may be. Listen, in, in all the different facets of what we do, in, in the nursery, there's a different application. And I could say mission, but the vision is the same. In, in, in the nursery, what do they do? They use videos. They use coloring time. They use felt boards. They use, they use puppets. They use songs. Amen. 
You know, in the nursery, Miss Gloria and her helpers, they don't, they don't get up and preach and teach to those kids 30 minutes. They get a couple minutes at a time. And they got to spread it out. You know, I mean, I don't preach very long, you know. And so they, they well, they got to spread it out. They got to spread it out. Amen. All of our good help in there, Miss Marion and Miss Mariah and, 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 and Miss Gloria and others that help there. What, what are they doing? They're, they're taking the word, and yes, they're breaking it down in little pieces, but what are they doing as they're doing that? They're building those babies' faith and framing their world by the word of God. And we have good quality and excellent child care. We change diapers. We powder bottoms. We take kids to the potty. We do whatever needs to be done in the natural. But what are we doing? We're building their faith and framing their world by the word of God. And when they graduate out of baby faith builders, then they step into Fort Faith, and they already have a foundation because their faith has been built, and their worlds have begun to be framed. And then they step in there, and they and they get introduced to a whole new cast of characters and they meet they meet faith man and they meet fast freddy and they meet deputy dugan and they meet all of these different characters and what's happening faith is being built and worlds are being framed different application the mission is different the vision isn't amen hallelujah do you see that when you, when you go back in, in the detour room, in the youth room, you might see rings hanging from the, the ceiling because they're having a Nerf gun target game that night. You might see a bowling alley set up. You might see a golf situation set up. Whatever, you'll smell pizza and bad stinky feet because they take their shoes off. And, and got that corn chip smell going on. But here, here's the point. Here's the point. Why? That's, that's listen, that's, that's the mission. That's, that's how we're going to do it. Amen. And you get heart and soul behind that. You get heart and soul behind it. In Genesis eleven six, you don't have to go there, but you will remember, this is when they were building the Tower of Babel. And the Lord said, behold, he said, nothing that they have imagined to do will be hindered. So he said, we got to go down and confound their language. Is that right? Now, he was talking about unregenerate people that were not worshipers of God, and he said, nothing that they have imagined to do because they're in unity is going to be impossible. If that unity can work in the negative, think of how we can put this principle to work in the local church. Oh, hallelujah. The vision becomes focused in two areas. And I'm closing with this, and, and we'll, we'll pick up in our next session when we're together on this. The vision becomes focused in the area of, number one, build. The, the vision is to build people's faith, frame their world by the word of God. So the vision becomes focused in the area of, number one, build, all right? Meaning, helping people construct their faith, putting the parts together, help them build strong faith. All right, the vision becomes focused in the areas of, number one, build. So we're, we're helping people construct their faith, 
putting the parts together. Help them build strong faith. When you use the word built, it's, it carries the same basic idea, but it can mean this. It can mean to reconstruct or make something stronger. And so, you know, we have people that come and they've never heard about faith. And they come and they get their faith built for the first time and build strong faith. And then we got people that they've heard some things and learned some things, but they let some things slip. And now they're coming back and it's being rebuilt. It's being reconstructed. It's being re-strengthened. But the vision becomes focused in that area. The second area, the vision becomes focused in the area of framing, frame, build, and frame, build, and frame. Framing or frame is discipleship. Helping people arrange their lives according to the word of God. Discipling people on how to have a good marriage. Discipling people on how to be a good parent. Discipling people, amen, on on their interpersonal relationships. Discipling men. We got a great discipleship opportunity coming up this Saturday morning. Amen. And, And with a big breakfast, only cost you $12. So praise God. But glory, any, anyway, it, 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 come, come for the sausage and eggs if you want, but you'll get discipled. Now, now think about that. Think about that. Why are we having food? People like to eat. But what are we going to do? Build faith and frame worlds by the word of God. Amen. When you come to my men's meetings, I'm just going to put it out there. You're not going to hear about the dangers of pornography. You're not, you're not going to hear about the dangers of lust. You're going to hear how to overcome everything that the enemy wants to try to bring your way if you'll just build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Amen. Discipleship. That's what God's called us to do, to help people arrange their lives according to the Word of God. Amen. And, and, and as I'm closing, and when everybody puts that in their mouth and the whole body's speaking the same thing, this is why we're doing this. I had a friend one time, and uh, uh, he's not even in the ministry today that I know of, and, and I'll tell you why. When, when I first went to his church, he had a thriving church. At one time, uh, his church was the third fastest growing church in America and phenomenal church on Sunday mornings between five and seven thousand people and uh we were we were really intimately involved with them and uh uh, the lord they they were friends of ours and uh uh the vision of their church and it sounds it sounds simple but his vision was put sneakers to the gospel that was his vision he was very evangelistic minded great bus outreach tommy barnett was one of his mentors and one of his one of his spiritual fathers and, uh, uh, of course, Tommy Barnett, at any given time, has pastored at least four of the biggest churches in America. And so, phenomenal man of God. But here's the point. Here's the point. When you would go into that ministry, and you would talk to the leadership, and you would talk to the people, everybody just oozed that vision, reaching souls, reaching souls, touching the city, reaching people for Jesus, whatever it takes. They just oozed the vision. They just, they just, they just, the aroma of that vision was everywhere. Amen. And I, and I begin to watch something. I begin to watch because I, I would be down there at, at different times through the years. And, and one day uh, I was, I was uh, in his office talking to him. I went to kind of look at some things that they were doing in leadership. 
And, and I began to notice something. As I talked to some of the leaders that were coming in, I didn't hear that vision. I'm a big one to listen. I learned a long time ago that I have two ears and one mouth. That means I should listen twice as much as I talk. Glory to God. So I'm a big one to listen. And I would listen. And, and the people that had been there a long time, they were still oozing that vision. The people that were coming in weren't. And I, and I began to watch that ministry tail off and tail off and tail off. Now, here's why. Because you become whatever your vision is. Now, what happens without a vision? People run wild. They cast off restraint. Amen. I have no problem when somebody comes to me and they say, this is what we would like to do. If it's not in line with the vision, I will ask them, how is that building faith and framing worlds by the word of God? And I'll say it nicely, and I love you with all my heart, but how is, how is that the vision? Because if it's not the vision, it'll fail. If it's not the vision, it'll end up in shipwreck. And I watch that. That ministry just begin to tail off and tail off and tail off, and that and that. And that, that ministry couple that was so powerful ended up, their marriage dissolved, everything fell apart. And, 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 here's, and here's why. You can't start going after separate desires and separate visions and expect unity to stay. Amen. What, what's part of a, of a marriage? What part of the common thread, the, common, the, the solidity of a marriage is what? Common interest. Is that right? My wife doesn't like everything that I like, but probably 98%. Amen. Because you got to spend, if you're going to have a good marriage, what do you have to do? Spend time together. If you don't like what the other one's doing, you're not going to want to spend time there. Amen. Glory. Unity. Am I making sense? And what could have been a great vehicle for God ended up falling apart and falling into shambles because somewhere they got off the vision. Amen. Your vision, the vision of our church, is to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. And so I go into that in everything. When I, if I'm taking the offering, I got to build their faith and frame their world by the word of God. If I'm singing, i got to build their faith and frame their world by the Word of God. We're not just looking for singers. We're looking for carriers of vision. Not just looking for people to run a camera. We're looking for somebody that understands, as I'm running this camera, I'm broadcasting the gospel to, to other parts of the world all over the state of Arkansas. Right now, tonight, Anissa and Kim are helping me cover Arkansas. So while she, she's just following me with that camera in the natural and looking at me on the monitor, but what's she doing? Building faith and framing worlds by the Word of God. Amen. Amen. You know, no, nobody sees, and do you got a moment? No, nobody sees different things that I've talked about. 
You know, nobody sees on a regular basis. They don't see Mariah and, 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 and uh, uh, Miss Gloria and Mary and, and, and the others. They, they don't see them teaching the word to our children. But we sure see the, we sure see the results. We sure see the results. Amen. Glory. You know, I, I am a Holy Ghost filled, three generation Pentecostal preacher. Right? And I did not get my daughter filled with the Holy Ghost. Miss Gloria did. Told her that Jesus wanted her filled with the Holy Spirit. At four. And Lily gave her heart to the Lord and got filled with the Holy Spirit and still speaks in tongues. We spoke in tongues at the breakfast table this morning. Now, I didn't see that. Nobody saw that. But when those, when, those, when, those, when, those, when those nursery workers are sitting around that little table and telling those little kids how much Jesus loves them and singing Jesus loves me, and those little kids are feeling the warmth of the Holy Spirit in their heart, you can be assured and you can be happy that when you bring your grandkids to Faith Builders Church that there are women and men in our children's ministry that are concerned about nothing else than building the faith and framing the world of your child. And God will be forever ever glorified in their lives and there is a reward for those men and women that will say I'm going to put aside I don't care if I'm seen I don't care if anybody hears me I've got a job here God has entrusted me with the heart of this little one and I'm going to build their faith and frame their world by the word of God there will be a multitude of firsts in Lily's life. There were, there, she has teachers that taught her how to add one plus one and two plus two. But nobody, nobody will ever be able to say, I was the first one that introduced an eternal spirit to the God who loves her except Miss Gloria. Because she was willing to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. Unity of vision. Isn't that great? Let's stand up tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. We got a lot more there coming up. I believe God. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord is good to us.